0: What's new, what's new? Welcome back to another music interview. I'm Justin the Floor God. This is the So Who's Up Next podcast, the show where I have curious conversations with my fellow musicians about their music, passion, and process. Falky puts others before himself, plain and simple. During our talk, there was this level of humble that was an absolute breath of fresh air that I don't always see and or hear of in the music space. In a world full of ego-filled single-player campaigns, speaking with Falky about the importance of collaboration and creative togetherness led to many insights, all of which we should be thinking about as artists and creatives in general. Let's get into it. Falky, nice to have you on the show. Nice to be
1: here. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in New York, a little bit above New York City in a county called Westchester. It's kind of boring, but you know, it it is what it is. How did you get into music? Growing up, I didn't really have much of a music taste. I felt at some point, like early high school, that I had to catch up and actually make a music taste because all these people were making like music references and song references to artists that I had like no idea anything about. So that's when I kind of started looking for music that I liked instead of music that my parents put on the radio. And eventually, I made a friend. He was about that SoundCloud rapper life. And he was kind of known. He was was a super popular kid, super great kid. And he made these trap SoundCloud rappy songs. They were all right. They were good. But like, that's kind of what he was known for. We were put together on a group project for a class. And we thought it'd be funny because he's SoundCloud rapper guy. For me, somebody who's never done that kind of thing to like have my character in this video that we were making for a school project, write a diss track on his character. We were making like a mockumentary on his SoundCloud rap career. Nice. He was my friend. Like it was all good good I after I finished writing and I showed it to him to like be like hey are you cool with this I took an old Logic instrumental and I made the diss track and I put it out and like to my surprise so many people listened to that thing yeah <laughs> it was so trashy I didn't know how to mix it was like with my old Blue Yeti without a pop filter on Audacity without any mixing at all classic yeah and like <laughs> some somebody came up to me in Spanish and I, I never talked to the people who were like upperclassmen just because I wasn't with that group but someone came up to me who I never talked to mm. and they were like hey listen to that diss track it was actually pretty funny and i got so hyped and i kind of figured why not actually write an actual song so i I got in my feels and i wrote another like rap song that i put out that i've since deleted because it was the same like pop filterless blue yeti thing and um it was pretty good the quality was trashy but it it was pretty good and since then i I kind of tried rapping and it didn't really work out too well because i'm not that good of a rapper so i switched up to singing and now here we are Yeah. And I
0: I like that as an origin story. That's something I haven't heard yet. I can only imagine the feeling, the rush of being recognized at school. I remember my senior year of high school, I, I began making beats and I made this one beat and had a rapper friend rap over it. And then I had people coming up to me being like, yo, this song actually slaps. And I was like, really, maybe I got something here. And I guess the rest is history. So to hear you kind of say the same thing, super cool. I'm glad that you found your lane too. Before we talk about your music, I definitely want you to tell us a story about how you you got your name Falky
1: what's the story behind that? Okay so my name is Noah Falk. Growing up I was a pretty introverted kid and I just kind of went by Noah because like it was either that or my dad called me nacho sometimes and nice. I'd rather not be called nacho <laughs> by, by friends and family so I just went with my name. My younger brothers uh, are way more extroverted than I was or at least were uh, growing up when they played sports we all played like soccer and basketball and baseball growing up and my middle brother he started getting called Falky by his coaches and his friends and that was kind of like his name which was pretty dope. I I thought it was cool, but it was kind of like a him thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just him. And then my youngest brother, growing up, also kind of took the name Falky. I thought that was pretty cool, but at the same time, I was like, damn. I wish growing up I also, like, tried to have that happen, because that would be cool to have, like, a kind of lineage of Mm Falkys. So I um, kind of figured, making my rap name, I had some pretty cringy rap names before Falky. Actually, this was, Falky's probably the second or third one I came with. I kind of figured, why not get a delayed lineage going and kind of make the people know, make new people, new fans uh, know me as Falky so it's not like they know me and they know me as Noah like new people come in and now they know me as Falky so now I kind of have the name and my brothers don't use it that much anymore I don't know if it's my fault I feel kind of bad if it's my fault sorry but
0: (laughs) doing what you can to take ownership of a label that you like or a name that you like is something that every artist needs to come up with at some point in time just for branding because that's super super important and I know that a lot of one name artists have difficulty maybe finding something that is unique among the other I don't know there's like probably a thousand Noah's out there there, you know, so I'm glad you found your thing. Let's shift a little bit into your actual music. So you got some singles out from what I can tell on Spotify. You've been posting music since 2018, starting with your single Spaceman up until 2020 with Shirley. So what led to Spaceman? Okay,
1: so after that diss track, it probably came out in like 2017. Me and this guy were talking and we kind of figured why not do a song together? I had this producer contact me beforehand and he sent me a beat and he turned out to be a really shady guy who I don't talk to anymore. He sent this beat and I tried singing over it and he rapped over it and it was again pretty cringy as, as neither of us really had the experience to know what was good and what wasn't. We put it out and I enjoyed singing. It was nice to find out that somebody who I work with plays guitar and is all about that music life even though he doesn't have songs of his own and we were talking and I kind of figured hey I don't have a producer anymore do you want to make a song with me and he said okay. Mm-hmm. He made the spaceman beat on his like iPhone 5 garage band wow. with like no like better mic no great mic it was just an iPhone 5 garage band and he sent it to me and And I was like, wow, that's pretty good. I'm going to try singing over this. That's how Spaceman
0: came about. I know also, you know, in the modern landscape of music that there's people on, I guess, my end of the spectrum where it's like I came up doing everything by myself, learning everything until I thought I sounded decent. But do you think there's maybe more value to be had in collaboration in the earlier stages of a music career? Or do you think that it might be more strategic to try to become a generalist and learn everything as you go?
1: I think that there are great lanes in both of those options. I'm really lucky because I never had that musical background. I had no clue what I was doing aside from writing and doing my thing with the vocals. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be doing what I'd be doing without the people who I've worked with. Like um, I had my SoundCloud rapper friend. I had my guitar friend who I worked with. After that, some new people came along and without them, because they, they all got my back and everything I do, they're involved with like my releasing stuff. They're involved with all my songs that I've released, I think ever, mm-hmm. aren't just me. And while I think it's awesome, maybe there is a world where I go and learn all that stuff and I, I think that's a pretty cool world and I wish that I did go back and know that stuff and learn that stuff and I'm slowly trying to and I have so much respect for people who come up in that lane and who do everything themselves and it's awesome I just haven't been able to, to kind of learn it and learn the ropes and do that yeah but huge respect to people who do like I respect you so much for learning it all and doing it all yourself that shows a lot of heart and a lot of passion not to say that I don't have a lot of heart and passion but I, I have my, my people who got me and um, their support has been why I'm doing what I'm doing and why there's like a a certain quality to what I'm doing. For sure.
0: And I think that having people to rely on for different aspects of that quality, maybe it's a guitar player, you know, or uh, a producer, you know, those kinds of people. I think ultimately I really wish that I had a foundation of like, I don't know, a small inner circle at the very least of people that I could run ideas by and just like rely on them for like certain aspects of production. Cause believe me, the floundering is not fun in the beginning, I'm sure you know. <laughs> for sure like yeah, everyone's yeah, starting yeah. out you got to start somewhere um, maybe it's a diss track on soundcloud maybe it's not but regardless we're here now it's all right
1: i'm sure that you have more connections now than ever from this
0: for sure that was one of the quickest things i realized when i started this last october i was like yo my personal network and my own spotify numbers are going up way faster than they've ever done before and that's still relatively small like we're still super super i say we it's just me here but
1: no me too <laughs>
0: yeah i mean, I mean but you gotta start somewhere and then, yes. it, it snowballs. And then and it's like the more you talk to people the more you collaborate and interact on socials and stuff it's really just networking and then the network snowballs and then hopefully fingers crossed something happens
1: yeah for sure the whole collaboration thing like recently I did I haven't done very many collaborations partially because the people who I who I'm with they kind of make sure that I don't give out pity collabs to like friends who might not be as good because they they care about my image probably more than I do <laughs> uh <laughs> but but doing collaborations is so helpful. You make friends out of it. You Your numbers increase. Their numbers increase, especially if they're like good people and not kind of just using it for the numbers. Yeah, collaborations. I'm glad you found out. This is probably one of the best ways to find out that that's how it works. And I feel like it's a relatively safe way too, rather than just throwing
0: yourself at people and then maybe things not going the right way, getting screwed over by a studio or something, maybe, or yeah, I don't exactly. know. But let's dive a little further into the networking thing. So I'm looking at your Instagram and In your bio. You have the live to create intern there. I'm curious about the current networking opportunities that you have with live to create with that media group. What's that like for you?
1: Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it, it's kind of ending now, I think, because it was a spring internship mm. and I'm just waiting on the email that says that we're wrapping it up. But it was super fun because I saw them on TikTok. They have a whole thing promoting the smaller artists, mm. and they have a, a really massive playlist. Basically, it's like an A&R playlist almost where you have to submit and then you get curated on. They were promoting this guy called Chase Paves at the time. I saw they had a thing up on their Instagram that had interns like apply. They they wanted interns I'm sure because it was getting too big for four people to handle. I started writing for them a little bit like articles and such and then I started interviewing artists for them. I've only done one interview that was super cool and knowing that now I now like this where I can go and enjoy interviewing other artists and that mm-hmm. kind of thing who are way bigger than me. I've taken away that networking is, is like the most important thing ever in this industry. If you can enjoy networking and if you can kind of put your ego aside and talk to people just like normally and and make friends out of it and not just for the music but just because you enjoy being like personable and that kind of thing, you will make it so much easier on yourself.
0: I like that a lot. Do it because you want to do it and then also be personable with it. I think those are two definitely super important things, um, especially in the circuit, I guess, of 2021, social media, TikTok especially. Um, I I don't know about you, but my For You page is just splattered with a bunch of people who are super, super fake. And I'm like, bro, how do you go about trying? Like, why do you think this is the right move? But yeah, so when you're looking to make different kinds of content, do you ever find yourself stagnating or like, how do you
1: innovate? That's a good question that I don't fully know the answer to. I mean, I've kind of been on this tightrope where the music stuff's kind of a hobby and the industry stuff is a passion and I kind of just make what I make. Before I graduated high school, one of my friends came up to me and basically their last words to me before we kind of drifted off into college was basically like that he appreciates the music thing and that he thinks that I should just do what I want to do and never let anyone's opinion like change what I do if I don't want to do it. And I've kind of lived by that. Like I, I, the numbers are cool and stuff, but I've learned to focus less on the like, what can I do to expand my brand and more on the, what do I have fun doing? Like I'm gonna do it. And people who like that kind of thing are gonna gravitate towards it. And as long as some people hear it, I'm cool with it. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I'm sure that in me creating a brand, it's probably not the best thing to not focus on the advertising and the marketing as much and the innovation as much. I think I've been really lucky with with the people who I've known through this. Innovation has kind of come naturally. I feel like every song I release something is new and something is improved. Mm-hmm. There's innovation in, in your marketing and your brand and whatnot. I've found that the more people I connect with and the more people I work with, their way of doing things and my way of doing things kind of mix and something new is born out of it every time.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, this is going to sound a little bit pretentious, but a while ago I was taking this class on rhetoric and basically how people talk and how they interact, you know? And so there were these ideas kind of being thrown around that we're here in our moment in time and in our geographic position raised in different ways to think differently different ways and so no matter who you are or where you're from even if you are both local that mix creates a blending of those ideas and so no matter who you're talking with or working with it's always going to be something new regardless of whether or not that's the intent I feel like that's also a great mindset to have of kind of just not giving a fuck about whatever people are thinking I know for me that's especially difficult to overcome I I honestly don't know how I'm going to get there yet because image is super important uh, branding super important and it's so hard to avoid those things and and that way it's kind of a burden but it's a necessity because that's what
1: everyone else is doing so it's like what you got to do to survive kind of thing i think that was wise not pretentious i think that well at least for me getting into that mindset it wasn't really that much of a process because again i was it was literally born out of a diss track like people already had that image of me what what uh, is it going to go down (laughs) is it going to get worse (laughs) i kind of have tried building my brand if if brand is the right word here as just kind of being like a generally nice person who does what he wants to do like i'm sure i've had conversations with everybody who's ever dm me whether i know them or not about mm-hmm. my music stuff and about their lives and I found that as long as I mean this might sound pretentious but I I'd like to think I'm a pretty like amiable and personable person and talking to people about whatever it interests me and it stimulates my the happy part of my brain and I right. have found that just being like that and being happy and talking to people and like showing people that you're not fake and that kind of thing it's helped out a ton in probably getting people to listen and keeping people listening as long as you yourself think that you're improving and are, are content with what you're putting out in my opinion other people's opinions don't really matter because you're your biggest critic. So if you're happy with what you're putting out, obviously some people aren't going to like it, but a lot of people are. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a
0: separation of, uh, I was about to say church and state for some reason. That's not the (laughs) way I want to take that sentence, but there's definitely a distinction to be made between how you place value on your own work and then how you perceive others to place value on your work. Keeping that separate and knowing they're never going to be aligned and probably that people definitely don't judge you nearly as harsh as you judge yourself. Definitely important moving forward. Something I'm curious about, as far as the actual music goes, what do you want people to
1: be like, oh yeah, this is what Falky the musician is? I don't know. I Everyone's going to perceive me differently. One of the most probably impactful stories that I've had as an artist has come from how I was perceived by somebody. Back in high school when I started, all this stuff happened in high school. College has been very uneventful for <laughs> perceiving my music. There was one day when... A friend of mine who, I say a friend, but we, we never really talked that much. We weren't in the same group. We mm-hmm. kind of just said hi in the hallways. He came up to me in the hallway and basically he said, thank you. And I said, for what? Like, why are you thanking me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, for what? Really angrily there, but I was curious. And I said, for what? And he said that the night before he was sitting in his car and he had a plan to commit suicide Oh wow. and, and he was listening to music. And then one of my songs came on and then he stopped and went home. And that story, it is probably the most impactful exchange with a person that I've ever had in my life. And if I I could do that for one person my goal as an artist has already been accomplished that being said if I can make people feel anything that's that's what I want to do I think that music is at its best when it makes people feel an emotion and like not to say that music that doesn't make people feel is great because it is um, like a lot of pop songs and party songs are meant to like get people hyped but being able to have made people feel something with my music has been my goal and it will always be my goal and the more people I could do that for the better as long as people are listening and people are taking Something out of it. That's what I want people to know me for is kind of just being there, doing my thing. And you know what? It doesn't even matter if people know me for anything. As long as they listen to my music and resonate, that's good enough for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. This is a bit more of a hypothetical, but when we look to bigger artists like your post Malones, Khalid's, whoever, they're obviously, they've reached a point in their careers where it's completely unsustainable to try to interact with everyone individually. And so as a result, you get maybe like a Reddit AMA or I don't know, they respond to some comments, they like people's comments and and things like that but how important do you think it is to maintain that connection with your audience and with your fans I
1: think it's really I like how you say fans <laughs> I, I probably do have fans but not very many but the ones who do reach out I think it's super important to, to respond and kind of be friendly and obviously if I do get big enough at some point where it's impossible I've seen artists do that thing where they have kind of like a phone number for I forgot what it's called but basically you text a mm-hmm. number and it's kind of like a text that gets sent to everybody but they can also have individual conversations with people I can see my myself doing something like that if I ever get that big obviously I'll try to as long as I can respond to every DM that I get I think it's important to try to
0: for sure I think you know holding on to it for as long as you can sustainably do so is important just to make sure and let people know that you're still there even though regardless you're probably still there Um, you know success isn't built on your own back especially in this space is definitely from the the crowd that you gather so
1: that's got to be at least in every artist's mind and my success like honestly completely is on the back of okay maybe not completely like 60 40 on the back of my friend he's a producer who goes by the name solace he's been with me since like day three not day one because i was kind of doing my own thing on day one and it wasn't that good but literally we met we had a discord server and there was like a csgo tournament that i was a part of and he also played and he said that he produces and i was like oh i make music and since that day we've just been working on songs together and he helps me mix all my stuff and he made beats for me at one point, but I think he's more of a mixy audio engineer now. But like, without him, I would be nowhere close to what I'm doing right now. He gives really good advice because he has some experience in the music industry. Honestly, it's been probably the biggest help to my music journey so far.
0: Before we get into Falky's advice for emerging artists, I just wanted to remind you that you can find Falky's music through the links in the description. Socials are in there as well, so be sure to drop him a line and say hi. More great talks on the way very soon. Once we hit that 50th episode, new shows are mostly going to be in a video format. If you ask me, it's about time and I can't wait to get there. Just stay cool, stay calm, stay patient. It'll happen. Now for some advice. What advice do you have for aspiring musicians wanting to up their game and take
1: their sound to the next level? This is advice that I personally have not followed yet. Okay but in talking to um some artists recently called juco they're a band who are way 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 criminally undervalued they were talking to me about the importance of performing and i think that that is insane and correct completely i've never performed because i'm stage shy i'm Mm. hoping to change that this year maybe but um i think performing is so important at open mics at literally whatever you can get your hands on if you're close to a city infinite opportunities there Mm. but performing will get you those connections it'll get you those experiences advice that i myself follow is just kind of do your thing. And I think making music for you is super important. Not every song has to be perfect. That's also something that I think is a super important lesson. If you set yourself on making every song you make perfect before putting it out, you're never going to put out a song because again, you're your biggest critic and you're you're always going to hear those little flaws.